Thank you for joining us for 1590 Afterwards, where we wrap up the day's events on the KVTA Morning Show. I'm Big Tom McLean, and joining me is the host of the KVTA Morning Show, Mr. Spence. Thanks for having me sit down with you again this morning. Uh, it's always great to have you on board and on the air on the morning show here. we got a few topics that we talked about this morning. So, as we say in the business, let's get to it. Boy, there's so many good ones. I'm going to start off with, with smoking and the cigarette deal here. We found out that U.S. cigarette smoking has dropped to another all-time low this year. One in nine adults say they were current smokers. How do you feel about that number? One in nine. That's crazy. It feels like being from California, you never really see smokers. But I, that, that's, it seems like it would be, I would think, less than that. I, I would think it would be like one in a hundred. Yeah. I just don't see people smoke anymore. And right. since I'm not clubbing, you know, I wonder if it's a demo that's like an 18 to 30. But even then, wouldn't you believe they'd be vaping? Yeah, I would think the vape would be way more common with them because you can sneak them into bathrooms and stuff. And as we talked, uh, how many people are vaping? How many people are using? The other thing, since I was around rowdy people when I was younger and baseball players, there was a lot of chew, but baseball has replaced the chew many years ago with sunflower seeds yeah. in the dugout because it was causing a lot of trouble. But and the big league chew. Did either of your parents smoke? No, neither one of my parents were smokers, at least once I was a kid i don't i don't they may have before but i don't think so yeah with us my mother didn't my dad smoked cigars but his sisters were the simpsons um, oh. aunts yeah and they'd just be there saying and it was <laughs> when i saw the simpsons it was another reason why the show was genius i'm saying oh my god how did they look into my family's life it is exactly everything that those two uh that those two did. And that was it. Everybody smoked on that side of the family. Right. All of them. Uh, the brothers, my Uncle Jim, uh, he smoked cigarettes. My Uncle Peter, he smoked cigarettes. So when we were out, everybody had a smoke in their hand. Yeah. And even then, because I always thought I was driven by logic as a kid, I thought, well, how mad can you? Because my brother, was a, he, he smoked. Mm -hmm. And they would get insanely upset. And I'd say, well, do you look at here and I always thought it was odd that they, you know, you have to wait till you're 21, and I'd say wait till you're 21 to uh, kill yourself. Right. You know, it was weird, especially when you'd sit in a restaurant and the smoking section would be back to back with the non-smoking mm -hmm. section, so you could have a, a person sitting directly to your back that's smoking while you're in the non-smoking section. There was no such thing as a non-smoking section. No. <laughs> the, yeah, the smoke, the smoke did filter through and Travels. just wafted throughout uh, uh, the unit. So I looked at it as. Um, a thing that everybody did, but I chose not to do. The only thing we used cigarettes for when we were kids, because uh, a lot of kids in our neck of the woods, I was raised in T.O., would go down to Tijuana and come back with firecrackers. Yeah. And cigarettes and cigars made great punks. Yeah. You know, and they, they were a great way to do it. So I, I think I smoked like eight Kents in my life is as far as I went. But athletics is the thing that kept me away from that and when you look at the expense of a pack of cigarettes these days it's like eight nine or ten bucks yeah for a pack of cigarettes but i thought those numbers were were very very surprising but like with my kids it just hasn't come up at all not even i asked cole about it and he goes that would be stupid he just didn't uh, didn't conceive as to why somebody would do that yeah my kids think the same way that it seems like it's such a weird thing i guess because they're not around it so they don't it's why would you delve into that? All it is is stinky, and all you hear is bad things about it, so it's good. And the other thing that uh, I came up with when I was kind of a youngster is I never want to have something 
that I want to do becomes something that I have to do. Right. And I ne- I don't like being controlled by anything like that. I've always been good at, at catching the addictive behaviors that many of us had uh, through those naughty days of the 70s and 80s uh, for me. And you're around it all the time because you do casino work and club work. Right, yeah. we I see that all the time. So I still know comedians that still smoke after all these years. And I still I know guys who've been out there, you know, and they've got – drinking problems because they don't control that that they don't get a hold of that uh that moment that you're talking about where you're mm-hmm. saying this could go the wrong way if i don't just take a little step back and uh, it's it's a it's an interesting thing when you when you meet an adult who has everything together but then they have that one part of their life that they can't control best moment in my life and i was at this point i was in my very early 20s and when my cousin first started dating what became her husband we went to their place their apartment and the aunts came over and one of them took out a cigarette and he says oh there's no smoking here and i'm like oh oh, here we go this is not going to go he put him out on the porch and it was kind of cold out yeah but he just said i'm sorry and my cousin looked at him and he was just straight up he goes uh no the you remember the steve martin line mind if i smoke Mind if I smoke? And somebody said, hey, mind if I smoke? And he says, no, mind if I fart? Oh. <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah. And that's the type of thing. And Pat just looked, and I honored him forever after that. And I bring it up still to this day, 40 years later, that he just said, no, you're not going to smoke in my house. Well, as, as a memorabilia guy, I mentioned on the show that the, your sports memorabilia, it it will suck in that smell of that smoke. So if somebody buys something from you and it smells like smoke, they're likely to return it. They're going to say, you know, this is smoke damage. I don't, I don't want this. And it's crazy. And the other thing, too, is I'm totally freedom of choice. I don't like banning things. I like people to do what they want. I've never asked anybody to stop smoking. So I'm cool on that. I just don't get why they do it. Switching gears, going into an area that you know a lot about. You're a big uh, fan of sports. Arch Manning has declined all NIL deals. Now, this is name, image, likeness. He's doing a pretty good thing here. He's going to start for Texas one of these days, but right now he's not the starter. So he said, I don't want to come in and take a lot of this when I'm riding the pine. Right. And so he just said, I'm not going to do this right now. That's that's a good plan. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's good of him because he can just say, yeah, you, you take the snaps, I'm going to be back here. His... NIL contract predicted by uh, the people who do these projections. In college, he'll make $3.2 million. Whoa. As a college athlete. It's about time. Yeah, it is. It's about time. We've seen gymnasts who have done incredibly well on this. And I, I hate to go to the good breeding, but I will tell you this. A good athlete who's attractive is really going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the runners gymnasts and people like that are benefiting off this and again it's about time a lot of the schools make a little bit of cash off some of these programs yeah now the kids have their social media so they're actually adding even more benefit to the school and whatever endorsement deals they have so it's it's just a different world than it was 20 years ago when we were watching college football and it's about time that these kids they get a free education yeah Talk to a few athletes about how much education they could get while they were trying to stay on the team. You know, it's a difficult thing. Yeah, and trying to stay fed and trying to everything else. It's a, it's very it's kind of a rough go. They for mm-hmm. a while they made it very difficult. It was a very difficult thing, and you had to bend the rules in order to really make it. And I forget which 
fairly recent SC quarterback it was, but in his senior year, ballroom, the old basket weaving joke, he did ballroom dancing and speech or something was like that. Was it Liner? I think it was Liner. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt Liner. And they said, what do you do? And he laughed. And he goes, ballroom dancing. And they're like, what? And he goes, hey, I play football. Yeah. You know, that's the way it's going to go right now. <laughs> so the idea that they're getting a free education, yeah, to some degree. That's why when I interviewed Elway, totally admired that guy because he went through four years of Stanford and left with a degree in business Mm -hmm. from Stanford in four years. Way to go, Mr. Elway. Elway also, too, was known as somebody who couldn't get the big championship won and then all of a sudden had the breakthrough and was Mr. Championship. Yeah, he got two to leave, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got out with two. Final thing, either your kids' uh, musical instruments, anything coming up with that? Uh, A little bit of keyboard, but that's about it. Tommy likes to play the keyboard. He's got a good ear for it, but nothing super fancy. He'll just hear a song he likes and go, Dad, I want to hear you. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was the same. Uh, My kids just didn't. They love music, but they they didn't latch on to anything like that. And we found out this morning uh, the brain's executive function, which plans and makes decision, is really assisted if you know and learn how to play an instrument. Uh, so this is one of those things. So whether it's the uh, the piccolo, the flute, the trombone, whatever it is, if your kids have an interest, and they have shown this uh, doing back and forth between older learners, if somebody can play an instrument, any instrument, doesn't matter, even the accordion and bagpipes, uh, that you have a better mind. Now, here's hmm. the question. Do you have a better mind and that enables you to play an instrument, or once you learn how to play an instrument, does it give you a better mind? Right, exactly. Because I was useless. <laughs> I was useless. I couldn't play anything. And I was an absolute lover of music. From my early days, I was, I was a very young adapter to, I would listen to my, my Uncle Jim swing albums and the good stuff, Benny Goodman. I was listening to um, you know the, the real good swing. And I immediately rolled into it at a very, very young age, like bands like Cream and Zeppelin and all that. I was just immersed in it. So I bought a guitar. <laughs> it didn't work out. I remember my teacher would just stare at me. And he finally said, yeah, I don't think this is for you. <laughs> my teacher, who I was paying money uh, to go to, he really said he just wanted to stop taking my money and he said i really don't think this is for you and he was right Uh, but i never never got that so i'm sure my brain will begin rotting in a couple of weeks yeah because you don't play i don't play any any musical instruments and and that's just not something i can do you gave the cowbell a shot though yeah i and it was true i was a guy with a fish when we were in class (laughs) (laughs) you know that stupid thing yeah some of the instruments that they used to give you to uh to play the triangle (laughs) uh, for example well they run out of instruments and then they start grabbing stuff from the kitchen yeah whatever it is yeah Yeah. give them the pots and pans (laughs) let them go Hey, we are here. Uh, it's the after party that we have here afterwards, 1590. So we go 15 minutes and 90 seconds. That's 16 and a half minutes oh. talking about what's going on. Now, people are going to hear this before your big golf tournament. Yeah, the big golf tournament coming up on May 1st for Project Understanding. They will be hearing this before that, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. Hopefully, everybody will join us. It's going to be a really good time. Copacabana providing food, Lazy Dog providing food. Just a good time. 805 guys are going to be there? Yeah, we're going to have some 805 beers and some flying embers. So anybody interested, projectgolfclassic.com. Might be too hard, too late to get in on it 
at this point, but still hit us up and you'll see what we have coming up next. Now, another thing that this day in history, so this was be, we're speaking on the 27th right now. This is the year that Pampers first went out on the market. Pampers, you got two kids. Oh, yeah. Did you change diapers? Did you do that for them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a pretty good daddy. I was a pretty good daddy when it came to that. It was 1965. R.C. Duncan received a patent for Pampers, the brand of disposable diapers. So when you look at it, because I was a really old daddy, you look at the conveniences that we had Mm -hmm. that our parents did not have and some of the miracles that just saved the whole deal. Yeah. Like, I look at those wipes. Yes. Oh, Think mom had to just grab like a roll of toilet paper or a, or whatever a towel. The rest or of the inside like of the diaper. Yeah. Yeah. E- everything like that. And when you look at some of these innovations, somebody said, you know, I'm going to make this diaper that's disposable. Now the landfills have been uh, filled up with dirty diapers, but when you think of the other thing, how one job is taken up by the other. So all of the diaper services. I'm old enough where our next door neighbors had a diaper service. And they would have, the guy would pull up, and they would they would give them those, and they would take away the other ones. And boy, were they stanky! Yeah, and that's how they did it. But they had a diaper service. That's Our next door neighbors did. That's always the tough part is saving all that up. So we we had the, what was called a diaper genie, and absolutely brilliant. Instead of throwing the diapers in the trash, he threw it in this diaper genie, which was like a tall, skinny trash, and it like yeah, it was so great. Yeah, it can, and it automatic tied automatically tied off when you took it out. Yeah. But again, these are the functions. So whenever I look at how tough my life is, I really it's one place where I totally honor my parents. When I look at what they had to do back then, like, you know, think about the microwave. Just think about all the stuff that mm-hmm. we've had for our entire lives. It's really weird. And the final thing I want to hit here, because I know you do this, you're military. Yes. When you were in the military, you had to get haircuts. I did, indeed. How often did you go to the barber? <laughs> well, it's a funny story because in boot camp, we had, they were telling us when we were getting ready to go to the barber, and they said, you, this is something you have to do. I can't remember the amount of time, but you had to do it like every other week or something like that. And it has to be at a military-approved barber. We can tell. We can tell. We will be able to tell if you try to do it yourself. And me being a little bit of a, a, a contrarian in certain mm-hmm. situations is like, I bet you can't. So guess what? I started cutting my hair then, and I've cut it ever since. Now, I, was this an electric razor cut? Was this a scissors cut? What did you do? Yeah, I went razors. Or, uh, um, yeah, the, the electrical. I, did that. I, wasn't, I didn't cut my hair in boot camp, obviously, because we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. But, the, but once I got to tech school, and I started and just you know, yep. And just do it. We had a guy here who was really frugal, Steve. I'll just leave it at that. And he was talking about how he never had anybody else change his oil ever in his life. Wow. He said, service? He said, no, you just do it at the house. He had all that stuff. And he said, and um, I've never in the last, like, 30 years have gone to a barber for a haircut. And I knew his, his wife did nails and stuff. And I said, so what, does your wife cut it? And he said, no, I use a Floby. I thought he was kidding. But he said, no, I'm dead serious. He said, I have saved. And he said the, the number that it was that would be on. He was the, the sales guy. So he, he had to stay, you know, yeah. pretty clean. But he used the only person in my life that used an authentic Floby. That's so cool. And never for even years. Seen one. Huh. Yeah, yeah. For, for as long as I had known him in business, he had cut his hair with a Floby. 
It says a lot about the fluvia. It has a little bit of staying power. And probably around. everybody jokey, jokey, but nobody uses it. Yeah. You know, it's one of the problems. Yeah. So uh, that was it. And when you look at the price of a haircut, so to this day, you are your own hair cutter. Yeah, I do. And matter of fact, I was going to do that this morning, but I forgot that on Thursdays, I come visit you a little earlier than I do the rest of the week. What about the <laughs> kids? Do you do theirs? Um, I Rebecca actually uh, cuts their hair. Oh, I think Tommy started going to a barber more recently, but um, I used to. I used to cut their hair back in the day. Wow. Well, Tommy's. I didn't really mess with Maddie's because I don't want to do bangs. Yeah, I cut awesome. a little shorter than that. Yeah, so the Floby. I want to look online and see. I'm yeah. sure you can still buy a Floby. Yeah, maybe make fun of it. Fundraiser. Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, let's get out there. Again, for giggles. Uh, Giggleslive.com for all of your giggling needs. We're at the Hangar Barn Grill in beautiful Santa Paula at the airport the last Friday of every month. And if somebody wants to join in on the golf tournament. Uh, the golf tournament. Well, it's probably too late, but golf <laughs> projectgolfclassic.com. You'll find out what we got going on. Join us now. All right. Thanks for joining us here. Thank you so much for joining me, Spence, and inviting me back to the studio. And thank you for listening to 1590 Afterwards.